Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. What's up, you guys? Sean Rossap here for the Fightful.com podcast, October 31st edition, the Halloween haunted spooktacular episode. I am joined by Jeff Hawkins of Shake Them Rooms. He won't be able to do tomorrow's night, tomorrow night's show, so we decided to bring him on Monday. So well, there's three of us, three talkative dudes. We'll try to keep our points concise. But Jeff, well, you're, you're on Mondays. It's been a while since you've been on a Monday. Yeah, I, uh, I can't make it tomorrow night. Uh, spending the night here putting razor blades and apples. No kid showed up, so, you know. I said off the air, you live in L.A., you should have just given him clean air. <laughs> clean water, yeah. I don't know how the hell to introduce what is on the <laughs> show with us. So, this guy's about to be full-time with us. <laughs> how do I pitch to this? Alex Pawlowski, I think? That's me. Yeah, I'm here. I don't understand what the big deal is. It's Halloween, guys. That's it. It's just Halloween. It's a regular show, except it it happens to be Halloween. Just like Raw tonight. It was a regular show, except it happened to be Halloween. So while they goddamn mouth on that thing moving. (laughs) Yeah, sure. Um, Raw has caused him to devolve already. It's it's terrible. See, while while Raw had a segment with the Golden Truth at a haunted house. We just happen to have, you know, a guy in a gorilla suit. It's just a regular show, except it's Halloween. So, was there not a Phoenix Suns home game tonight? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, too far to travel. That'd been a road game for me. A planet where apes evolved from men. <laughs> well, uh, it doesn't look like TNA is going to be doing any evolving, guys. I fi- I figured we should attack that before because some people are still gathering to get uh, in for the Raw stuff. Plus, um, there are some people who like to cry when we do news before Raw, and I, I like to piss them off a little bit. Sure. Billy Corgan ain't getting the company. He might get 34 35% of the company, but as we speculated, or didn't speculate, we had Leslie Floyd tell us, he's not getting the company in the manner in which he gave that loan. It's just not going to happen. And now Aerolux and... The Fight Network Anth- or Anthem, the, the the parent company, are going to be running about ninety five percent of TNA. Now, what this does is it leaves about five percent with Dixie Carter. They can operate their business without Billy Corgan. They don't need him to make any decisions. Billy Corgan has to be paid back. Oh, let's see, within about an hour and forty five minutes Central Time. Of I think it was I need I need to look at the figure. It was over a million dollars, well over a million dollars, and uh, he is able to instead cash that in for thirty six percent ownership stake. Yes, one point eight million. He bailed them out on multiple occasions. Jeff, your your thoughts about this ruling? Uh, Maria and Mike Bennett are not happy. 
Well, um, look, the, the wording of the contract signed was very specific. It's to the letter of the law. Learn what you're signing. Learn what you're dealing with. Um, I don't feel sorry for Billy Corgan at all. Uh, this is the bet he made. I'd love to have seen him try it, try this product, but uh, I don't have much hope for anybody running this thing. I think it's running on fumes, anyways. And I just, I you know, I just think WWE is just sitting there waiting for it to go bankrupt and to pick up the library for pennies on the dollar eventually, unless the Fight Network comes in and keeps dumping money into it. Alex, is there any interest on your behalf in regards to TNA in this incarnation? Uh, only only with, you know, Broken Matt Hardy and his shenanigans. Uh, personally, I'm a big fan of the Broken Matt Hardy Zoo, but that's just, you know, probably because I'm a gorilla. But other than that, uh, I'm <laughs> in all seriousness, that's the only thing that keeps me watching is whatever Broken Matt Hardy's doing. Can can you get your microphone inside the gorilla suit? <laughs> sure, I do that. I, I I like Matt Hardy. Don't get me wrong. I, I think he he's fa- been fantastic in this run. Now with with Anthem, whoever running this thing is is Gaburik going to basically be the guy in charge? And there goes a bottle. Um, is Gaburik the guy in charge now, Sean Rossap? Jesus, I hope not. And I've spoke to some people who do like John Gaburik, but. After the news came out that he tried to angle to get himself a job with WWE by selling off the library. Yeah. Jeez. And Dixie Carter blaming Billy Corgan for guys not getting paid. I can't imagine the amount of bad will. Not to mention the guys from Aerolux who probably will be running things. Shit they're involved in. I don't really need to talk about it, but I mean, it's not hard to find. No, and there there are other lawsuits involving Aerolux, so, so it's not like they're out of the woods either. No, definitely not. But we had Monday Night Raw tonight, and we, we came out of this Hell in a Cell show. Everybody, it seemed like I was the only one who liked that main event. It seemed like it. No, I did. But uh, I did a lot. I watched I it. it was, I watched it today, and I didn't didn't understand why everybody last night was complaining about it. I gotta be honest. I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was awesome. But we had Raw, either way. I kept a Raw blog. As you all know, Vince Russo, um, unfortunately, his mother passed this weekend. Uh, our condolences to him. So, obviously, no podcast on Friday. The Vince Russo or the uh, Matt Riddle podcast will be open to non-members on Tuesday. Uh, and no Raw blog from Vince this week either. Uh, I did one, though. It should be up tomorrow. Uh, Alex, were you surprised that Goldberg kicked off this show? Um, no. Um, the main reason being that it, the whole thing was going to devolve into a bunch of Halloween hijinks. So I figured they wanted to like keep everything kind of serious with that because that's the actual thing that's keeping this whole thing afloat. Let's do that first, get it out of the way, and then we can kick off the shenanigans with a big pumpkin-themed match. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I thought it was um, a good use of of Goldberg and Heyman, not a great use of Rusev, but um, yeah, I was not surprised uh, considering that it was a Halloween show. If it had been any other night, I think they would have saved it for later. You know what's ironic, Alex? What's that? <laughs> Some people in our chat affectionately refer to you as A-Train mm-hmm. because you bear a resemblance. Now, with all the body hair, you bear even more of a resemblance. Even more of a resemblance. Yeah, it's true. I just love Damn. I just love that a man in a gorilla suit has disdain for a match involving pumpkins. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I, I have some standards, Jeff. Okay, good. <laughs> That's going to be like a sauna suit. You're going to drop like 10 pounds. That's yeah, good. I like it. Every, every year, I bust it out. I sweat when I do this show sometimes. Got the lights and all that crap on it. That's why... Sometimes when I do the show with Jeff, I'm like, screw the lights. Yeah. I'm not doing it. But um, I like the opening segment, but I don't know about Rusev being the one to to get fed to. I mean, I guess it didn't hurt him, really. Do you think, Jeff? You had two choices because Vince wanted to go with the big guy. So it was either going to be him or Strowman, and they're not going to feed Strowman to him. Not yet, at least. So Titus. I mean, and let, well, okay, Titus would have been a better choice. Titus would have been great. 
Uh, I don't know that Titus can take a jackhammer. But, well, I don't. I don't know that. Uh, I mean, look, that whole thing came off clunky, anyways, and there's definitely some ring rust there for Goldberg. Yeah. I mean, yeah. oh hell yeah, <laughs> he screwed up. You know, all the bitching, all the whining I heard about. I hope Charlotte and Sasha don't get hurt. They're gonna get hurt. I'm worried about Brock Lesnar and Goldberg getting hurt. Two guys yeah. that uh, have never cared about dropping somebody on their heads. Also, two guys that are probably going to have to beat the shit out of each other to make a match entertaining. Also, one of which we just saw stumble and roll around on the mat, and boy, that was messy. He tried to throw a knee, and I thought like he tore a quad or an ACL or something. <laughs> I, I did. I feared that he was injured. I thought that Goldberg was like hurt. Yeah, I, I mean, it was it came off really bad. I mean, they, they got it back, and Rusev went up real easy for that jackhammer, which really helped Goldberg quite a bit. Um, they wanted someone with some heft. It was Rusev because Titus is so far down on the pecking order that he wouldn't have mattered if he had come out and gotten jackhammered. Right. I just, I'll I, say it's, this. It's, I like the edited version of this segment. Which okay. is, yeah. <laughs> Which is just Goldberg not screwing up. You know, oh, they I showed the replay. Yeah, he didn't yeah. screw up. No, the, the thing with, with Rusev is that that you've at this point you've buried him so deep that there's no daylight that can get to him. Like after after last night, where you've decided that the accolade has no effect on somebody when used with a chain, um, and then tonight where he comes out into the sacrificial lamb to a dude in his who's basically fifty who hasn't been in a match in twelve years. You know, he comes out and says, you know. Who the hell do you think you are? I am Rusev. I am greatest athlete. And even though I lost last night, it's not – it doesn't it doesn't carry any weight anyway either. So mm. it's just such a terrible way to, to, to break it to him. To think he's just this guy who's – and he's not, he's not going to be in any way involved in, Summer, in Survivor Series, it looks like. He wasn't in that battle royal for, that, for a spot on, on the card. So he's kind of – just way out of things at this point, and he deserves so much better than that. He I needs a rebound guy. feud. He needs a rebound feud. Uh, Paul Heyman had the people really believing Brock Lesnar was in the house. Like, they were they ready really for did. it. I was hoping that his backup would be Curtis Axel and that Curtis Axel was still a Paul Heyman guy. Didn't happen. Hey, it could have been him that took the damn jackhammer. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Why not? Either way, uh, Paul Heyman took a spear. Rusev took a jackhammer, and I don't know where Rusev goes from here, but you had to have Goldberg show that he could do that before the match, I think, because a lot of people are probably questioning it. Not everybody saw Gallows take one, but that's another thing. Gallows could have taken it. If Gallows is eating a DDT with a pumpkin on his friggin' head, why can't he take a jackhammer in the first segment instead? That's a better use of him. Why couldn't Anderson have been the one to – Take a DDT with a pumpkin on his head. Because, I don't know. Because they still view Rusev as having heft, I think. Yeah. Heft. Yeah, I, I always thought it was going to be a terrible uh, heel tag team that took the brunt of of Goldberg's stuff. I did not I thought they were gonna have like, oh, it's two on one. How's he gonna get how's he gonna defeat the shining stars? Oh, I thought it was you have a, I thought it was you have be- a pumpkin wet in the background, don't you? <laughs> I do, yeah. Pumpkin there, candles and everything. You have a goddamn pumpkin wet in the background with candles yeah, and a spider. And a big, big spider. Lights. Yeah, it's the Halloween spooktacular, guys. I thought you got the memo. Jeez, I didn't even notice this. I thought this was the point of, of building up Bo Dallas was to actually feed him to Goldberg. That, that's what I thought the point That would have made sense, too. Why not that? Mm-hmm. Why not that? I mean, when's the last time he was on the show? Tonight, Bo Dallas was on the show. Well, Battle Royal, but yeah. yeah, he was on. He was on last week. He uh, he rolled up Axel in Minneapolis. Okay, got he got all that yeah, heat true. by beating the hometown boy. And how do you use it by having him get eliminated second in the Battle Royal? So trick or street fight. <laughs> yeah, I'm cool with that kind of stuff. Typically, at least they made it entertaining. Some okay things. The Toy Story stuff I thought was great. The yeah. match was ridiculous, but for some reason I couldn't stop watching it. Like, I don't know why. It wasn't good. Yeah. 
my only concern is that you keep on bringing up the storyline that Anderson and Gallows are these badasses, and then you put them in things like this the night after they get an actual clean win, mm-hmm. you know, just to make all things even. And that's just, I mean, these guys. What what I mean? They're comedy characters now. I mean, you can't give them that that tough guy credibility anymore. I mean, you've stopped and started like three times now doing that, right? Yeah. And the pumpkin didn't even fit on Gallows's head. That's the most embarrassing thing. Oh, they struggle. They, you know, for all the shit that Kevin Dunn gets, boy, he saw that coming as soon as it happened, and he was like, "Get the camera off of Gallows immediately." Cut to a shot of Enzo Amore on the top rope. Because uh, Cass and Gallows were struggling big yeah. time to get that that pumpkin on his head. Yeah, Alex, your thoughts as a journalist who covered this? <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it was when they first panned around the ring, and there were all of the Halloween themed objects. Um, that was when I tweeted you that it was cruel and unusual punishment for me to have to cover this. However. When they came out, Enzo and Cass, and did the Toy Story thing, like I was, they they made it work. And who know who knew that Big Cass did a dead on Tom Hanks as Woody impression? There's a snake in my boot. Like that was that was great. I had no idea. Uh, all the all the gags involving it. And who uh, Enzo beating Luke Gallows with a plastic skeleton was compelling television. How in you the know? shit did Corey Graves not use a falling with style line? When Enzo jumped off the top rope. Come on. It's ready made. He was dressed as Buzz Lightyear. It's true. I'm hoping Disney sues them. Oh, man. <laughs> I've seen shows. I don't know how they run them. Like, where they wear, like, the full suits. Hmm. And they wrestle matches with, like, Super Mario and stuff. Man. Just glad it wasn't the women who had to do this. Because that yeah. would generally be their their role. Especially, like, on Thanksgiving. Brian Kendrick called out TJP's character for being a total dumbass, which is good because his character is a total dumbass. Yep. A complete idiot. Uh, now, the thing I like about this is it made Kendrick look better, and it pissed off TJ Perkins. He got more aggressive both before, and before during, and after the match. But there was the, the finish of this match came when Brian Kendrick wouldn't get all the way back in, but he was partially back in for the uh, 10 count. Now, if that doesn't qualify as being in the ring, yeah. then a lot of the count breaks that I've seen in the history of time where people would roll in and out, sure as hell shouldn't count. Yeah, Alex, uh, do we need a fifth match here? Well, this was the most alive I've seen TJP on the main roster. Like wrestling with real purpose, like being. Oh, he hit the reset button. That's true. He did. Um, he did hit the reset button. Uh, I, I saw somebody tweeted something about how that TJP should come out tonight while holding the belt, saying that he was able to hit reset last night before Brian Kendrick hit save. <laughs> because that's very just unplug. Unplug. You just unplug the system before anybody. Could yeah. do anything. It's yeah. No, it's. Uh, I don't. I don't think he, we need to see any more of it. I think we will. I think this was certainly open ended with TJP attacking him after the bell and putting him in the knee bar. Like they're they're continuing this, but the like I said, the guys who are who really pop in the crowd when they're out there are Cedric Alexander and Rich Swan. They need to be in the title picture as well. Well, they all need some frigging characters. What they need. Yeah, there is no character to anybody except for Brian Kendrick. Uh, Jeff, your thoughts on the TJP Brian Kendrick situation and where that goes from here. If you had told me they were going to blow it with TJ Perkins, I would have called you a liar, but they did. They sure um, did. I, I didn't like this Brian Kendrick promo at all. It was far too, it was far too monologue in terms of, you know, the villain chewing scenery to, to, to give a lot of exposition. I buy that from he's the one. Okay. You can talk, you can talk me off this ledge. I just wanted to tell me, I just wanted him to say you're a moron. That's all I wanted to hear. And and he didn't get that. I think that he fancies himself as a movie villain. Okay. Oh, Jesus Christ. Uh, 
I think that he fancies himself as a movie villain, and he is that type of guy who would reveal his entire plot to you before trying to push you out of an airplane, giving you a chance to defeat him. <laughs> okay, you know what? In which, in which T.J. Perkins would reply, why do you want to kill me? You, you, ch- <laughs> you changed my mind on this. I, I didn't like it at first, and now, now it makes sense. Um, but I did, like, I did like the added toughness. I liked him putting on the finisher after the match, kind of being a pissed off baby face. I, I, I don't think enough baby faces show that kind of anger at losing. They just kind of blow it off in, in the WWE parlance, you know, John Cena coming out, you know, and the happy, well, I lost last night, but I'm still one of the fans. I did it, you know, whatever, you know, I, I liked that TJ Perkins was upset at this uh, turn of events and he took it out on Brian Kendrick quite a bit. Mick Foley in storyline, <laughs> as I wrote in my blog, is preventing Stephanie McMahon from coming out and emasculating wrestlers. Uh, Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho are out there saying that Mick Foley better beg them to be on the, the Survivor Series team. And Mick Foley says, I do want you both on there, but Stephanie only wanted one of you, and that's Kevin Owens. And he goes, I had to stop Stephanie McMahon from coming out here and letting her have a piece of, your, piece of her mind or giving you a piece of her mind. So I like that in storyline, Mick Foley is like, listen, maybe you don't need to go out there and shit on our male wrestlers all the time. Jericho has started to heal people with the list instead of getting a big babyface reaction out of it. And boy, tonight would he have gotten a babyface reaction out of it because Roman Reigns came out there, did his his shit that he does that nobody likes. Uh, <laughs> when he comes out there and cuts the howdy-doody promo – and it's unfortunate because he doesn't need to cut that howdy duty promo, but he does. And boy, is it a howdy duty promo for sure. Jericho is about to put him on the list. And then he says that nobody deserves to be on the list. But wait a second. Isn't the list supposed to be a bad thing? Alex? Yeah, no, the, the thing about this is that um, he recognizes that if he puts Roman Reigns on the list, then, then you know, the crowd's going to cheer, and he's not supposed to be the bad guy here because, you know, that's been dictated by, by Vince that, uh, that Roman's supposed to get cheers. Ro- Roman comes out there and says, you boys don't look very happy to see me, even though, like, he's, he's the U.S. champ. He's, you can't, you, when, does, when does the U.S. champ talk to the, to the guy above him in the totem pole that way? Like it just doesn't it just doesn't ring true. He just feels like he's being put on this thing. Um, you know, he comes out of a match last night where he gets the crap beat out of him. Um, but he's like, uh, you know, I got beat up last night. And then I hulked out and won. And so I'll I'll take you out on tonight on your Jericho. Like it's just it's just <laughs> really bad writing that this poor guy can't sell with his acting ability and you know it's just not working oh it, it was all downhill from the line he had in his holster when he came out when when he started getting booty because it sounds like we got a couple of ghosts out here i just oh, uh, I, I immediately my brain just that was clicked straight from vince oh yeah you could tell yeah have one have one out there in case they boo and oh it's halloween great we'll make a ghost joke uh, this is who roman reigns is yeah yep <laughs> so i mean you know, Jericho is still out here making chicken salad out of everything, quite frankly, um, with his reactions and, and, and the way he's delivering things. And, and the slow burn of the breakup between he and Owens while still tipping their hand is still quite compelling. So you kind of, you kind of forgive it for this. But I go back to your point about these, these Survivor Series teams. They make no sense. They, they, they don't have any stakes to them. It, it's long, they need it, to add it, it's brand they pride. It's brand pride, and nobody cares about the brands except the McMahons. So they gotta add something. They have to add something, an incentive just for them to work together. Even yeah, mm-hmm. just add something. A title shot um, for the sole survivors. Something like that. That would be cool. Uh, don't know if they'll do it. They did – Braun Strowman had probably his longest promo yet tonight backstage. And it wasn't bad. wasn't great. But Mick Foley put him over really, really well. He, he was like, you can't just do this by intimidating me 
or you can't get what you want by intimidating me, even though you intimidate me, because that sets a terrible precedent that I don't want to set. It made sense that he said that. So he um, put Braun Strowman in a battle royal with the winner getting a shot on the Raw roster. Now, if I were Mick Foley to add to that, I would have said, had you just asked, I would have just put you in the damn match. But since you tried to intimidate me, I have to do this because of the precedent that it would set. What did you think about this backstage interaction with with Strowman and Mick Foley? And are you surprised with Braun Strowman, or as surprised as I am, Jeff? With with what? That they put him on this team? No. With that, he's the greatest wrestler ever to step foot in a ring. (laughs) Greatest character, greatest thing to ever happen in WWE. I just love that no one else bothered to ask Mick Foley after that to be on the team. <laughs> That's all they had to do was ask, and he might have said yes. I, you know, this is how they're going to build them. So, I, I, you know, I don't have a problem with it. I, I, I think ultimately Braun Strowman surviving this match. I, I don't think yes. SmackDown SmackDown wins this match, and I still think I think we're getting a Braun Strowman James Ellsworth rematch in there. I, I or, do. or a count-out DQ situation. I could see that as well. I could see that's, that, that's too. How they, that's how they did it old school anyway. Yeah. I mean, but but they're not going to eliminate him. They're, they're still building him, and they're doing the slow build, and I thought they did a decent job with him. And uh, it, It's so odd because I think they did a decent job with Sammy, but, man, they, they sacrificed Neville on that altar tonight. And, and he's the guy to do it because he's small and stuff, but given that they haven't given Neville much to do, especially – not putting him in with the cruiserweights. It, I mean, you're just kind of like looking at, man, I can't wait to see Neville get destroyed again tonight. Alex, your thoughts. Yeah. The, the thing with the survivor series thing that, that that's really going to increasingly bother me over the next few weeks is that there's no inherent drama on each show because they all have to work together. You know, the, the next thing, their next step is they all have to be on the same team. So um, you know, you have a match like tonight with, you know, Reigns and and uh, and Jericho, and they're going to have to be teammates. They're going to suck it up in three weeks. So there's no – they're not building toward an actual feud within the show. It's all, oh, we hate SmackDown for some reason. Yeah, Alex, so I'm going to cut I'm gonna cut you off real quick. They think the drama is that all these teams can't get along with one another and that they eventually come together for brand pride. And it, Well, that – would be fine if you weren't running that as a standard tag team gimmick right, right now. Exactly. With Cesaro and Sheamus. We've seen enough of that that mm-hmm. we're tired of it now, and you can't just give us that over and over and over again. Be- because if you notice, the, the, the all three teams have this storyline going on Raw. Yeah, exactly. No, they, they have to. Be, they have to because there's on the in the old days, you would have teams of heels versus teams of faces mm-hmm. face off against each other, and and that worked. Now, because you have to have the top guys on each show, you've got to put heels with faces, and they hate each other. But for this one night, they're going to work together for bri- for brand pride, which makes no sense. Mm-hmm. It's impossible for us to, uh, to accept that as, as something logical, so we're going to rebel against it. Uh, now, as far as this match goes, I, I loved pretty much everything about it, including Darren Young uh, wearing a costume <laughs> as Bob Backlund. Um, also, I, I, yes, Neville is getting smashed every week, uh, or he's beating Jinder Mahal in three minutes. It's not the best use of him, but I like the use in this match because he never yeah. backed down. He went, he went at Strowman twice and he said, I'm not intimidated by you. I'm going to try and, and win this match. Now he can't because he's 190 pounds and the guy weighs him by 200. So, you know, that's a, that's a, that's a storyline within the match that you can use. It's hard for me to listen to a guy who's in the goddamn Justice League tell me he doesn't believe in brand pride. <laughs> well, you know, we've had a, a difficult time, uh, us against Marvel. They're kicking our asses, but uh, but we have confidence in the Justice yeah. League movie. I swear to God, it, it, ben Affleck. it took me half the segment to realize that Darren Young wasn't David Otunga. Yeah, I thought he was too. <laughs> I thought he was too. I was like, oh, shit. They just said, get in there. He was backstage, and they were like, get your ass in there. Now, a lot of people, myself included, thought Sami Zayn was going to eliminate Braun Strowman and win this match. He did not. 
So Braun Strowman versus Sami Zayn still isn't happening at Survivor Series. Jeff, do we get that match before Survivor Series or after? I think we're getting a series of matches, and I think Sami's only going to pull out one of them at some point. He's going to sneak a win. Braun's going to slip on a banana peel. Overall, it's going to be Braun Strowman continuing to beat Sami Zayn over and over until Sami gets that one win, and then Braun will probably get get a 50-50 booking the next night. Whenever that is, I, I, but this is kind of also. I mean, it, it's it's it is what it is. I hate to say it that way, but that's how they're that's how they're going to use Sammy. And the drama is in Sammy eventually overcoming, and then Braun eventually destroying him after he overcomes. Yeah, it, it still boggles my mind. We didn't get that match yesterday. At some point, even if in, in a five minute thing where 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 Sammy gives it his all for four minutes, and then Braun catches him and squashes him. And then we can move on to the next step in that feud. Uh, it, it, it was. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Built so well, the the raw before the pay per view to not include it in any way was just weird. Mm-hmm. I did like that Sheamus and Cesaro worked together for a while in this battle royal before turning on one another. That played into their match later on. They ended up working well together in the end. So I'm that's starting to come along. They'll be in that tag match at Survivor Series, I'm sure, and probably get the title shot again at. Roadblock in December, which is weird. There's going to be two roadblocks this year. They could have totally named that something else. Yep. Unforgiven, whatever you want to call it. I'm glad the cruiser, the cruiserweights got a reaction tonight in the, in the six-man tag, but they have got to do something with these people creatively. Now, I'm talking to two people here who have been involved in theater and acting and, and writing. Does it make it... <sighs> It just doesn't make any sense to me to just put these guys out there cold all the time, Alex. Yeah, no, it's it's weird. I think you could do a lot of building character through relationships. Like they're always putting Tony Nese and Drew Gulak together. I mean, I think they they look really good together. I think that they work really good together. So give them forty five seconds in a raw Fallout video. Where they, where they, where you can see them working together. What do they have in common? Why, why do, do they have the same approach? Like we just want to hurt people. What, what is it about them that makes them a, a thing that you always keep putting together? I mean, it's really cheap and easy. But have Lindsay Dorado and and Sin Cara work together. They worked really well together at, at the pay per view. They're both masked. They both have what they like the you know, they're acrobatic. I mean, Sin Cara not so much anymore. But like it's. They could, you could easily do that. You just start with lowest common denominator stuff, establishing people's connections to each other, and then right from within that. Um, I mean, it's, it's weird. It's hard. It's so hard to like try and get over six guys plus the two main that you're working uh, in the main uh, part of cruiserweight division. That's eight guys that you're going to try and write for. It's just not possible. So you're going to try and like give little spots at a time. Um, to get them over individually would be really difficult if you were writing like full-on monologues for these guys. I, I just think you need to connect their their want to what they're doing in the ring. It's it's far simpler to do than 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 you know than we give them credit for. To be honest with you, I mean, it, look, Rich Swan likes to have fun. That's not a reason for me to watch him in a wrestling match. 
You know, you have to connect the two in there. Cedric Alexander lost weight. Okay, why? So he could be quicker and do these athletic moves. Drew Gulak as a bully would be great for this division. You know, Tony Nese, same way. you got to connect the two things rather than just these buzzword branding type of things that they've been doing. You could get Rich Swan over easy just by replaying his entire CWC video package as opposed to just the parts where he goes, he likes to have fun and and he's from Baltimore because his entire life story is compelling. All you have to do is get some sort of emotional connection with the audience and connect their motivations to what they're doing in the wrestling ring. It's not that hard, but instead they, I mean, look at TJ Perkins and the video game puns. Okay. It's not about, you know, him being a little bit cocksure and that's how he kind of goes about his way in the ring. It's about, puns and 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 power-ups and crap like that you know you just have to do the second step they've got the first step down take the next available step but it seems like they're rushing to write this show to the point where they're doing basically what wcw did with the luchadors where they're just throwing a bunch of them out there at the time and say get over like michael cole called rich swan effervescent tonight effervescent that's how far deep they've get, dove into the thesaurus beverages beverages are effervescent <laughs> all right people are not effervescent that's like saying always are- effervescent rich swan now in the ring I, I i don't know how that helps anybody they make these guys look like a bunch of errand boys i don't like it I hope Emma doesn't become an errand boy. I hope she is used correctly when she comes back. I don't know what the deal's up with these Emelina vignettes, but I'm not going to hold my breath. What do you all think of the Bailey Charlotte promo? I, in my opinion, mediocre, maybe at best. I like keeping Sasha off the show to sell the injuries. Nia Jax beating Bailey, probably the right call at this point. And, I mean, if you've ever heard a Bailey interview, uh, she, she knows that as well. She doesn't need to be contending for the title immediately. That's how you build her up is that she she has to be in a situation where she does look like an underdog. And, I mean, thus far she is. She, she, beats, she beat Charlotte once, so you know she can do it. But she's lost virtually everything else except for the, the Dana Brooke match. Uh, Jeff, your thoughts on the, the women's segment? I think there's a danger in how they're pushing this women's division in that Charlotte is the star and everybody else are kind of her supporting cast here. I I disagreed strongly with the choice to take the belt off of Sasha last night because now she's had two and three week runs as champion. She needs that second. She needs that big win to establish herself as an equal to Charlotte. The problem right now is they're doing the same story with Sasha, really, that they're going to be doing with Bailey in, in the underdog type of role where Sasha can't really beat Charlotte in, in the big one. They're going to do the same thing with Bailey here, and they're not going to let Bailey win the first time either. And in order to build a legitimate division here, you have to have someone who is Charlotte's equal in some way. And right now, I, I just think it, Sasha could have been a secondary star in this division. She's still over. Don't get me wrong. And that's not the problem here. The problem is credibility in terms of she hasn't had a title defense when she wins the title. She hasn't had a single title defense in there. And to be seen as Charlotte's equal, let Bailey be the underdog of the division and build her up that way. The win over either of them, it's a big deal. And right now it's, it's I think they've kind of revamped their thinking and instead of having four strong horsewomen, now Charlotte is the star. And and everybody else has kind of lost a little bit of luster. I you know, I liked the Nia Jax thing, to be honest. I think Emma's gonna probably end up being on this team as well for her de- debut. I don't know if she ends up replacing Dana or Bailey, but I think that's gonna I think one of those two is gonna play into the story somehow. I'll I'll say this. The third on the raw depth chart would be number one at like any point over the last, and that's a good problem to have. That's a very good since maybe Trish Stratus, with the exception of that summer where AJ Lee was just really, really, really over like that. That maybe that that one instance. Otherwise, like like I said, Bailey, Charlotte, or Sasha Banks at any given time would have been number one in that company. So this is. 
if one of them is going to lose their luster, that's that's going to happen. Right. But, uh, I, I, I just think the, the time to give Sasha the big signature win was either Mania during the triple threat or at this Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. It, it was one of oh, those I completely two. agree. Or at SummerSlam when, when it had been built up, people had almost been expecting it. It's, but this Hell in a Cell, it was her hometown too. Yeah, it it was you know look the story was fine the way they eventually did it was fine I did yeah in Boston that would have been a real signature win and a real quote unquote moment that you could have put on video then to then establish Sasha as a strong one B in the division I think. So Alex, you think they're running with the the Charlotte winning streak gimmick at the pay per view? I do. I think that they they pushed it. They uh, listen. I I didn't even I didn't know that she had a winning streak going. Until it was like eleven in a row, and that's when they started I don't even talking know if they about did. it. Well, that's the whole thing. Like it, it didn't. It doesn't have to be a thing at all. But once they started talking about it, now it's a thing. Now you know they're going to st- keep pushing with it. And and I think that if you're going to do that, it's got to be at a big four where she loses. Like really push it up. I wouldn't mind seeing her lose it at Rumble, but I think they're probably going to keep it going until Mania. Now, I mean, as far as the rest of the women's division goes. Uh, you're right. It's um, it's it's really thin. I mean, right now it looks like the top five is um, Charlotte, Sasha, Bailey, Nia, and Dana. Like maybe Emma replaces Dana, but like it's it, that's that's weak. That le- the low the, that last that last fifth one is not good. Um, but I love the thing with with Nia Jax. I don't know if anybody else caught this. Oh. By the way, by the way, Dana Brooke jobbing to Alicia Fox on Superstars tonight. Wow. Of course course she did. That's that's great. That's a great way to keep that fifth slot uh, really powerful. You remember when Fightful.com debunked that rumor that they they saw Dana Brooke as the next big star? No, they never did. They never, not after Mm. like week one, did they see that. It, It was not a thing. Now, here, here's something that I just entered my brainwaves today, and I want just both of you to react. One word, yes or no. Does Charlotte become a 16-time women's champion before it's all said and done? No. Alex. She already had it three times. Yes. Yes, wow. if, okay. yes. If she hangs on long enough, if she decides I don't want to have, I'm not going to retire at 33 to have kids. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, she's already in her early 30s. So you I know don't what I mean? Think, like, I think 16 is a problem. They, 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 that could be something that they're doing by having Sasha take it from her on every fourth raw. You know? Yeah, <laughs> like, I thought about that. It allows her to get the next one, and then she can maybe, you know, have the 16 along with her dad. Um, is but, is that a hold on? Is that a compelling story where Sasha wins it on the Raws and then loses it on the pay per views? I mean, <laughs> it, it is if they build to a point where they keep saying and they have Charlotte do this. You can't beat me when the lights are brightest. That's yeah. where I shine. And then when Sasha finally does, you know, like, but I, I don't trust them to do it right. But you could do it in that way. Uh, Naya did this thing as she was leaving. She was walking up the ramp. She shot a death glare at Charlotte. Mm. Like she, Naya is nobody's friend. Nobody. She's she's out for herself. I would love to at some point see a Charlotte versus Naya match where where Charlotte comes up against somebody that is, you know, like I think that would be equal. compelling. I think that would be well. It'd be really interesting too because. I don't know how that match is going to work. Neither do I. <laughs> I don't know who's going to lead. Yeah. There. So, Reigns and Jericho, I thought, had a good match. I'd like to see Jericho eventually get, like, maybe a one-day reign with that U.S. title just because he's never held it. But that was a nice little story. I think they should have built that up a little uh, more. Seth Rollins – Roman Reigns won, obviously. Rollins is the logical fifth man for this Survivor Series team, right, Jeff? Yes. I don't think there's any doubt. No. Now, now, another question I have for you. How long do these Survivor Series matches go on a four-hour show? An hour each? 
Oh, geez, I hope not. I don't. I don't think. That, I don't think these matches could maintain a, a, an hour worth of drama unless there was something to it. I mean, gosh, gotta be staked. Even even the great, even the best war games matches only lasted thirty five minutes tops. So. Yeah, war games were overrated, though. Oh, you were so wrong. Um. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I uh, let me backtrack real quick here to the women. Um, kudos to them for putting it at the top of the third hour and c- continuing to try and make it a big thing. I think I, I, I often in my criticism and my skepticism shade that fact that they didn't try and lose the women like in the middle of the third hour, so to speak. Um, but no, uh, back back to the point. Rollins is definitely the fifth man here. Alex, what did you think of this main event tonight? <laughs> I, really? Listen. Okay. Listen. Um, I cool. I, I'm I'm not the guy to ask about Roman Reigns right now. Like it's just it's gotten to a point where it's just it's I can't be objective about it. What like, you're trying to say is when it rains, it pours. I am. I'm I'm Ooh. saying that. I'm 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 saying that people need to stop attacking his chest because he is wearing hockey pads. Yeah, and that I'm was so weird to see to see a, a kendo stick. To the friggin' yeah. chest while he's wearing tactical gear. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't make Remember sense. Remember when D'Lo Brown wore that shit and it was a big heel move? Yeah, no, nothing he does is a big heel move. Apparently, um, I, I thought that Jericho did a really great job. I think the match itself is fine. It's just the way that you're. You're listen. If you read my my live raw coverage, I break the, this. I said this is how it's going to go. Here's all the beats of a Roman Reigns match, especially on Raw. And this is and the way it went was exactly the way I said, right down to he he wins by DQ, and then uh, uh, he gets beat down, and then Rollins comes out. Now that was that really there was a very cool moment at the end where they turn around and look at each other and they have the memory of Goldfish. That all of all the stuff that these two guys have done to each other, maybe it's cool with me now since we're both on the same side, you know, heel and face wise. Um, they have, they didn't jump the gun and do the handshake, which I was assuming they were going to. So kudos to their restraint, but, um, but it's just one of those things of these guys should hate each other forever, even if they're on the same alignment. I wouldn't mind getting a Hogan Savage-esque iconic handshake out of this. (laughs) I wouldn't mind that. (laughs) I felt like they could have done that triple threat at WrestleMania, and they could have ended the show on it. No Attitude Era wrestler that you're bringing back, anything like that. Nobody from 15 years ago, I thought that they could have, even with the brand split, they could have done it. You could have had Seth or Roman Reigns go into Royal Rumble as a champion. The champion lose the title to the other guy, hold on to his rematch until WrestleMania, Dean Ambrose wins the Rumble and says, I'm going after that title. And you could have had that. Dean Ambrose comes up short, goes back to the SmackDown brand. No big deal. But I think it should have made event at a WrestleMania. I think those are the three guys that probably could have done it. Now it's probably going to be Braun Strowman that's going to do it with Darren Young dressed as Bob Backlund. That's the closest we're going to get. Jeff, what's what kind of look do I see in your face, Jeff? It you know, looks like a look of skepticism. I'm I'm pondering your question from earlier about are these matches going to go an hour? And I, you know what? If it, if Survivor Series is a minutes. four, if it's a four hour program, I don't think the teams we're seeing now are poss- are the teams that we get. I think they're going to bail. I think they're going to put title matches on here. I think I think these teams are going to eventually be watered down somewhat, as opposed to the five best. In terms of that, I, I think I think they got enough time where they're going to change things up. You're probably going to end up getting Owens and Jericho as a title match, or maybe a triple threat somewhere. I, I just can't see them doing a basically a four match show with some filler in terms of like you know. I mean, and, and there's no filler there. There's there's nothing on the lower card unless they, you know, add like six NXT matches of some kind. I, I just don't see this happening. I, I think that these teams have to get watered down. And they're eventually going to bail and put singles matches in there. They can't fill a four-hour show with these Survivor Series matches. They did one that went 43 minutes a couple years ago. It was the Ziggler one, the one Ziggler one. yeah. But uh, And I think they could go more with a Raw versus SmackDown, but 
that match had stakes. Yeah. Which they bailed on. That had the authority versus Cena stakes to it. If this has stakes, it has to have something like that important to get people to care about it. Give them a reason. Uh, Now, the tag match, probably going to go 2025, maybe. The women's match, probably 2025. Is that like if you are eliminated, your partner is eliminated? Yes. Yes. I'd assume so, yeah. Because because if it's not, then you have you have a great way of wasting an hour because that's you know twenty dudes that need to yeah. be eliminated. Yeah, but like, they, I mean they, they could they could change they that rule immediately and and make it so that you know you could you know have. But again, like you know, here's the thing: it doesn't take you much longer to eliminate both vaudevillains as opposed to one vaudevillain. <laughs> you well, know they, what I mean? They did these in the late '80s, and that was the way they they did it. Is that is that if you're eliminated, your part your partner right. is eliminated as well. Right, and I, I that's what I re- I remember it being that way. But I'm saying if you're trying to fill time, mm-hmm. you can have you know Jason Jordan get eliminated, and 25 minutes later Chad Gable get eliminated. You know what I mean? You could have in in a way that that works because I want to see both of those guys in there, you know, and wrestling. I don't sure. want to see one of them one of them go out and the other one's got to leave too. Let me yeah, posit. Let me that, posit. Do that, unfortunately. Let me posit something else. Is it possible that these guys end up doing some double duty? Perhaps I know they don't want to overshadow Goldberg and Lesnar necessarily, but is it possible that we, in addition to the five on five, we also get a title match? That's what I assumed we were going to get. But this whole thing, I mean, I, I wish uh, that that I believed what you do, Jeff. That they're going to go back on this. But when when they have, you know, uh, when they've they've come out and said, you know, Jericho. Owens, Reigns, you're on. You're on the team. I don't feel like they're going back. So it's going to be these guys who the, the other guys. I don't know who else would, would you know, would have singles matches. Are you going to like just book a you know a Rusev versus I don't know Sami Zayn? No, you you book something like Rusev versus Rollins for the right to be on the team, and then maybe maybe Owens and Jericho screw Rollins in some fashion, and then it gets paid back by someone else. Qualifying matches on the card would be a really cool touch. I I don't have confidence in these people to do stuff. That's that's. Well, they gotta feel cool. raw somehow. I was saying it would possibly be on that. Oh uh, uh, well, yeah. yeah. But see, the, the, that's the thing is that raw is long enough. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. As I mentioned, they there are discussions about a cruiserweight elimination match as well. Oh, yeah. I don't know if they'll do it. Just discussions of it. Uh, guys, by the way, if you haven't visited the site before, visit Fightful.com. Newly revamped uh, imagery, designs, crap like that. Makes it easier on the eyes. New podcast section. Go to Fightful.com slash wrestling slash MMA slash boxing. If you don't like one of the other sports, check that out. We have a great video section. We have tons of media that goes up on the site. I think you all will like that a lot as well. Uh, register to get early access to Vince Russo podcast, Showdown Joe podcasts, Matt Riddle podcasts. We do shows after every major UFC event, every WWE pay-per-view. We do live viewing parties of every show, wrestling, MMA, boxing, that you probably care about from Evolve to WWE to UFC, Bellator, boxing. We got the Pacquiao fight this weekend. Also, our forums are getting updated very, very soon. It'll be in the V-Bulletin format. Uh, also, subscribe to our YouTube page. Leave us a thumbs up. It really helps. If you go over to Fightful.com slash podcast, you can also get uh, the show on uh, MP3. It's coming to iTunes as soon as they approve it. Now, not a whole lot of additional wrestling news today outside of the fact that Austin Aries is out for the year. It's a blow to NXT, but I don't think it's a giant blow to NXT, Jeff. No. They, I don't know no. If he, was, if he wasn't taking off or anything. Well, the the one the one negative is he won't be on that takeover show in, in Toronto. I think that's the one big deal because I mean he's been fantastic and and I went to the NXT show last night, and uh, he he was replaced by Eric Young in a triple threat. Um, look, when they say he's out for the year, that's a month and a half, two months. Yes. So I mean, you know, orbital bones need healing. So I have no problem with this, and and he can still be on television. He can still cut promos. He could he could you know. Uh, be associated with Roddy Strong the entire time and be fine. Do you think that's what he goes back to, Roderick Strong, when he returns from injury? You mean in terms of a tag team? Uh, yeah, you think that's what he does? 
I don't know. I think he's too strong to, to just be stuck in a tag team because I think it was just for the Dusty Classic that he was going to be in that. I mean, he, he his use can be to build up other guys on this roster as singles, so no. You're, you're saying that he's too strong to be stuck with Roderick? Yeah. Right? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not biting. I'm not, no. <laughs> I was told to stop laughing on the podcast, so you will not get giggles from me on that. How dare you? <laughs> totally no selling you. How dare you? Serious Jeff is here. And I'm being serious. Well, I'm glad that you were the balance tonight. <laughs> what? You mean, I listen, I'm, I was, I, I may have been dressed silly, but I, I feel like I was uh, very serious with my analysis. One week before you start full-time. <laughs> is this well, what we look for in an associate editor? Is this what we look for? It's, is this it's it? Ha- it's Halloween, guys. I mean, come on. Where's your, where's your it's spirit? It's not Halloween anymore where I am. Well, it's, it's it still is here. It's the witching yeah. hour. So, so now you're bat ape. That's yeah, well, yeah. It's, I, it, apparently the, the mask was muffling my microphone, so I had to... I had to call an audible. Man. Guys, visit Fightful.com. All kinds of cool stuff there. We have exclusives all week from uh, Bellator 163. We talked to everybody from Scott Coker, Phil Davis, Liam McGeary, Marlouz Kunin, Sergey Karatanov. We have had interviews with CM Punk, Chris Cyborg, Daniel Cormier, Muhammad Hassan, EC3, Hurricane Helms, all kinds of people at Fightful.com. Stuff that you won't get anywhere else we've had exclusive stories on tons of fighters tons of wrestlers go check out our exclusive section if you all have never done that before check out some of the news that we've broken in the past uh some of that will be thinned down when we add the feature section we're gonna make that a little more exclusive but we've had all kinds of cool stuff up there jeff tell these peeps about shake them ropes I, I'd love to if I knew. Um, if you've been <laughs> if you've been listening the last two weeks, you've noticed I've been doing solo shows because Rob hasn't been able to record. I'm hoping that that gets rectified this week. If it does, once again, our top 100 match: Kurt Angle versus Shawn Michaels <laughs> from WrestleMania 21. We'll go over Hell in the Cell. We'll go over Raw. We'll go over SmackDown. Alex, tell these people what you do for the site and what you will be doing for the site starting next Monday? Uh, I write the uh, reaction pieces to Raw and SmackDown and uh, NXT, which underground. I used to do uh, main event and superstars, but uh, don't do that anymore. And after what you've told me about Dana Brooke versus Alicia Fox, I sure am glad. Uh, next week, I'm going to be moving on and doing uh, moving on up uh, and becoming the associate editor, working full-time for Fightful, living the dream. Uh, doing a lot more news coverage, trying to get some colorful news items up, and also I'll be keep on doing the the uh, reaction pieces and uh, do the uh, the raw post raw uh, podcasts and also the post pay per view ones. Have a lot of fun, Alex. I just have one request. You need to make this picture of you your avatar. <laughs> I may have to. Thank you. You should. You should. Yeah. Uh, luckily, Fightful has grown in such a, a short period that. It has justified us getting an associate editor, which makes me very, very happy because it's very hard. You go to a lot of major sites, and they cover one sport, and they'll have, I don't know, four or five editors. I have, you know, me and James do some editing, but James is a big shot in in another world, too. He started this because he loves wrestling. So uh, fortunately, he, he let me have Alex as an associate editor. Very, very excited. As you all have noticed, David Tease is pretty much full-time with us. This is what he does. So uh, we have him doing MMA coverage. Carlos Toro is you – know, he's, he's on a freelance basis, and he pretty much has turned it into his full-time job covering boxing for Fightful.com. So uh, truly admire him for that. So we basically have full-timers all the way across the site from podcasting to MMA, wrestling, boxing, all that kind of stuff. Uh, Help us out, support us, share us on Reddit, Twitter, Facebook, and Facebook groups. Let us know anything that you want us to cover, any types of features that you want to see. I'll have a little more time to devote to that. I don't know if this will open up more time for me or just simply redistribute my time. Alex, what in the shitting fuck are you doing? 
Well, this was just my my third option oh, uh, for for a for a costume tonight. But I didn't really get to use it, so I thought I would bring it out at the end. Is that the Tasmanian Devil? It is. It's Taz. It's it's an oldie but a goodie. Yeah, I'm not going to hate on that. I went to a Halloween party this weekend dressed as Bill Murray from Space Jam, and my wife and I won a couple's costume contest that we didn't even enter. So I guess I, I guess we play for the same team, so to speak. If you had a Space Jam jersey on. That's right. Jeff, you can, you can dress as like Tweety Bird since you're Hawkins. You're the hawk. I'll be the chicken hawk. Come I'll on. be like Enzo. Hot damn. Guys, we are back tomorrow night. I believe Alex will be with me, right? Yes, I'll be here. I will not be wearing a Tasmanian devil on my head. Boo. Somebody says, what about the Hot Asian Podcaster? Hot Asian Podcaster is in actual Asia right now. Yes. <laughs> on her honeymoon. Honeymoon. Yeah. So, so hot, there you go. Somebody so says, Hot Asian is off the market. <laughs> so take that. Somebody said. Somebody says, watch out, Sean. Alex is coming for your job. Joke's on you. He doesn't cover MMA. <laughs> That's true. <clears throat> Still irreplaceable for now. I like to think that nobody puts in the hours that I do. There are a couple of guys out there, but they, they, they own their own sites. Guys, like I said, join us tomorrow night after SmackDown. Hey, join our, our live viewing party, too. I'm pretty sure we were over 1,000 comments tonight on our Discuss forum. Let me, let me check before I, before I go and brag on our, on our community members. And we were close enough. We were close enough. 986. Come hang out there. It's a lot of fun. Until next time, guys, we are out. Night. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.